like 95% plus of these guys really believe that they'll never get laid and they'll never get a date with a girl like ever. And it's just like this defeatist mentality of, oh, like I'm the victim. Life, you know, wronged me in so many ways and I deserve some justice. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. Just want to give a quick shout out to our patrons over at patreon.com slash OPL show who are supporting us and the show. Uh, when you sign up, you do get access to bonus episodes and sometimes follow-up calls with our previous guests. Yeah, and today we'll be speaking with someone who was active in the incel community, uh, as well as other anti-feminist and misogynist groups like the Red Pill community. And incel, which stands for involuntary celibates, is an online subculture. Uh, It's made up of men who claim that they're unable to find sexual or romantic partners, even though they want to and desire that. And this particular community and others like it are often referred to as hate groups because their thoughts, their discussions, their materials, beliefs uh, are typically highly resentful of women and often condone actual violence uh, against women and sexually active people. Uh, There's actually been a handful of mass murders, other acts of violence that have been committed by men who have identified as incels uh, or being part of this community. So obviously a a really highly contentious topic we'll be discussing today and uh, obviously a, a super dangerous message uh, that a lot of these groups spread, but we've got our guests on the line and, you know, knowing how controversial this topic is, uh, we want to thank you for coming on and, you know, your willingness to discuss your experiences in these communities. And I think most importantly, your transition away from these communities and and thought processes. So excited for you to, you know, kind of take us down this journey. So thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I I appreciate the chance to speak out against a lot of this stuff and the chance to tell my story and to warn other guys about how dangerous these communities really are. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, now that we've got kind of the general definitions out of the way, can you tell us how you first became involved in these subcultures and what it was that really drew you into them? Yeah. So, um, I'm going to keep this as short as I can. I kind of had a rough, um, upbringing childhood. Uh, my parents divorced at a really early age. Um, and we were lower middle class, we were really poor. And so I was raised by a single mom, me and my brother, and we ended up moving. Um, We were living in California at the time. So we ended up moving. Uh, My mom somehow made it so that we could live in a safe area and, you know, she could still provide for both of us. Um, About two years after the divorce, I was diagnosed with several learning disabilities, um, ADD, uh, OCD and then Asperger syndrome, which for people who don't know is basically high functioning autism. Um, there are people with autism who, um, can't function at all in public and around people and can't speak normally. And then there are guys like me who are high functioning, who can pretty much pass as normal to anybody walking around in public. So that's basically me. And, um, I really, because of that, I really struggled making friends. Uh, I really struggled talking to girls. Um, Throughout middle school and high school, I kind of developed this like nice, angry, nice guy persona, like I'm a decent human being and like I'm really smart and really polite to everybody. Like, why won't people date me? Why won't anybody give me a chance? Um, Then the Elliot Roger thing happened. uh, That whole that shooting that mess in California in Southern California. And about a year or so after that happened was when I started hearing the term incel online and on YouTube, and it was starting to get talked about more and more and more. And that's kind of when I got introduced to that after that happened. So what about it kind of attracted you towards that? I mean, we're talking about someone who like, you know, acts of violence here. So what was like particularly attractive about that? Yeah, so, and again, I don't, I had never, even when I was a part of this, I never advocated for violence against anybody. I think what he did was horrible, and I I really wish that he wouldn't have taken the easy way out on that, and he would have gotten some justice uh, for what he did, because it's just awful what happened. But um, what it, I guess what attracted me to the community at first was just this, it was more of a relatability thing, because you had other guys in these forums, and I was really never a member of any of these forums, but I visited them quite frequently. And some guys, they talk really crazy. They talked about hurting people, about you know shooting up schools and stuff. And other guys were just really angry with women and really angry at other guys who 
you know, we're, we're able to date and we're able to have a normal sex life. And I kind of just sympathize with that and I could relate to that because literally nobody in school gave me a chance. Um, you know, nobody around me, nobody wanted to be around me. And so I kind of slowly gravitated towards that and like to the point where when I saw a couple out in public or a, a couple on social media, like on Instagram or Facebook, um, I wouldn't feel happy for those people. Like I would just get really angry and I would just internalize it all. And I just sympathize with that feeling. So that, that community, as you kind of began to explore it, is it just the feeling of, oh, I found people who understand what I'm going through, it seems like, in terms of you know, not being able to either find someone to have sexual relationships with or any sort of romantic relationship? Um, it seems like that's kind of the in. And then when you're now you know, part of this community or checking these forums and, and hearing other people talk about these experiences that you're experiencing, uh, I guess, how quickly did the kind of resentment or hateful aspect of this um, kind of filter in? Because I think from people from the outside looking in that know about this community, I think it's it's just so tied to um, this idea of, of hating others and resenting others for, like you said, being sexually active or having, you know, a, a normal functioning relationship. So is that something you kind of noticed right away? I mean, it was kind of a gradual transition, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, this was a change that happened to me and my personality over years and years of rejection and of low self-esteem and not feeling accepted by anybody and then not getting help for those problems also. That was another component. And it was just years built upon years and years of this stuff. Um, this isn't something that happens overnight. This isn't something that happens even over a few months. Um, changes like this and acceptance into communities like this, uh, it tends to happen. And you look at other people in my position, it tends to happen over the course of a few years. And that's kind of mm -hmm. what it was for me. It was just this like slow progression and down spiral into this uh, black hole, if you will. So when you decided like, okay, I'm going to kind of identify this and identify as, as like an incel or be part of this like group like what exactly how did you go about that like were you on forums are you on sites like how do you become a part of a group and did you have you know contact with anyone else or like you know you have new friends that are also incels or anything like that no so interestingly enough um after i heard about it on youtube and i heard the term being thrown out a few times um i visited these sites a lot these these so-called forums quite a bit um, 4chan I visited a few times um, and then when the incel community had their own uh, reddit page back before it was removed um, I visited that quite frequently also um, the few friends that I did have back then weren't really incel um, a lot of guys were just the guys that I hung out with and at school and at work were normal guys um, but I wasn't really friends with any incels in real life i kind of was just one of those people who would visit the forums and would kind of sympathize with what people were talking about which is probably the case with a lot of them right i was just going to say where it's like you know that it's almost dangerous in that aspect where it's your belief system is essentially changing and you have all these feelings of negativity but you're almost not really expressing them with too many people around you i would imagine which i guess could cause sort of a boiling over in you know certain ways obviously we've seen cases of the extreme which is violence which is murder um, but I'm sure in other ways too it just kind of you know takes a toll on you where you know you feel like others around you I guess can't you know necessarily relate to what you're feeling or thinking yeah and, and another interesting thing is you know when you go onto these forums and you know you listen to what a lot of these guys have to say i mean there are some obviously on there who want to be violent and who want to act out on their anger but most of them are just really sad and depressed and are just really angry at their situation and that's what i gravitate toward the most like i i could never imagine myself hurting someone else but i felt that emotion i felt the sadness and the depression of not being around anybody and not being accepted by the opposite sex and then the anger behind that. And that's kind of what I gravitate to the most. And that's what most people in these forums are like. Yeah. That's what I was actually going to ask you is that, you know, what do these forums look like? What are people talking about? And you know, what is like sort of the ratio of people who want to, you know, act out with violence and other people who are just, 
like sad and trying to talk to people that sort of are going through the same thing. Yeah, those that advocate for violence, it's a very marginal um, part of the group. It's it's actually not as large as the media and a lot of other people paint it out to be. Most of those guys who are on forums like that and who talk to, about stuff like this, um, they don't want to act out. They they never even imagined acting out in violence. They're just there to vent. They're there to vent their anger, their sadness, their depression, the problems they're having at home, um, whatever else they went through during their childhood. It's more of just a place to kind of vent your concerns and to hear from other people that are going through the same thing. And then, um, but some of them are, some of the comments are really disturbing too. When people get really, really angry, some of the stuff they say is, um, some of the stuff is like, I can't even repeat on here. It's just awful the way people express their anger. I mean, you can, if you want, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, (laughs) so, well, I'll, I'll say one thing because this post even pissed me off because and it was actually something I saw on YouTube that was reposted by a YouTuber. Because um, I have family who's military, so this really made me angry. Um, one of the incels on the Reddit forum, when they were still active, posted, uh, I want to say, probably five or six pictures of some Navy SEALs who were killed in combat and said that it was Chad Central and like posted their pictures on the forum and were like making fun of them and shit. And I just, I really got angry at that because these are guys who serve their country and died for it. And they're out on here, you know, making fun of them and, and saying that they have a harder life than them somehow. And it was just, I just thought that was awful. Wait, I was going to say, what the hell does that have to do with being an incel? Yeah, that has nothing to do with anything. It's again, some of these, some of these guys, the way they express their anger is just, is horrid. And I, I hate them for that because it's just awful the way some of these guys really channel their anger. And I just, I don't, I hate it. Wait, so it's not only just like anger towards women, but it's also anger towards dudes who are essentially getting laid. I guess. Yeah, guys who they think are getting laid, the so-called chads, which is what they like to call them, um, they're angry at them too. And there's a lot of racism too. Like uh, instead, if the guy is black and he's like a ripped dude and he gets girls and stuff, um, the term for that is not chad, it's Tyrone. So there's like a hidden element of racism within the community also, which I'm not really fond of either. It's just a weird dynamic to me of like being upset that other people are having sex. Like, yeah, it's 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 almost like ironic because it's like they're upset that they're not having sex with women, but then they're also upset at people who are having sex at women. And it's like, all right, aren't you trying to? And what is the point of being an incel? Is it just to be like, you know, f- like to stay in this thing and like take pride of it, or is it eventually like working towards trying to have sex with a woman or is it completely, you've completely given up on it and it's just, I'm going to be angry for the rest of my life. Yeah. So uh, there's a huge, huge defeatist attitude with these guys. Um, Like 95% plus of these guys really believe that they'll never get laid and they'll never get a date with a girl like ever. And it's just like this defeatist mentality of, oh, like I'm the victim. Life, you know, wronged me in so many ways and I deserve some justice for this. And I deserve, you know, all these women to fawn over me for no real reason, really, other than existing. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's really a pride thing. I think it's more of just an identity. It kind of just takes you over after a little while. Yeah, it's it's so bizarre, and that mixed with just this kind of internet-y language and subculture feel. Uh, but, you know, I know you said um, you didn't want to repeat some of the things, but, you know, I think, like, what, you know, what are some of the other ways? And obviously this is coming from you being someone who, even though, you know, this is a community that you explored and considered, you know, the, an identity at some point, Obviously, like you're saying, just to repeat, you didn't condone the, I guess, extremes of it, um, like violence, racism involved, and and some of the, I guess, anger that was being expressed. But um, yeah, I mean, any other insight in like just kind of the cesspool of this community, like the, you know, the ways that people would express these things and just like the dialogue that they have with each other and, you know, why, why that's so dangerous? I can dive into that. I've got a pair of balls today, so I can dive into it a little bit. Um, so, yeah, a lot of the dialogue kind of shifts towards suicide. 
uh, a lot of there's a lot of these guys on here that are that are suicidal that see no other way out other than killing themselves. Um, and you know the strange part about it is a lot of the guys that talk about that are really young. Like we're talking guys who are 18, 19, in their 20s, early 30s, um, that still have so much life experience to go, and they you know they want to put an end to their life anyway. Um, some of it is directed to violence. Like I said, there's a minority of the community that really advocate for stuff like, oh, I'm going to, I really just want to, you know, take a truck and drive it through a parade of people. Or, um, you know, there were a couple of posts about wanting to do a school shooting and then killing themselves after. It was just, just a lot of awful shit. Like if I'm being really honest with y'all, I mean, it's just, it's just so horrid and like, you think it's made up and that they're, they're just trolling and they're just, you know, making fun of everything, but they're dead serious. Like these guys that post about this stuff, when they talk, they're, they're serious about what they feel. It's not like some mind game to them. It's, it's, these are my real feelings and this is how I feel the world should be. So, I mean, for you personally, right, because you went through this whole thing and now you're, uh, you know, on the other end of it uh, for the most part. And, uh, you know, I'm just curious, like, I know we had talked about it a little bit in the, in the beginning of this episode, but I'm, I'm trying to get into the mindset of someone who would just get that fucking angry. Like, what is, what is it that is so angry? And like, why are you immediately giving up, especially when you're 18 years old? I'm not talking about the suicide specifically. I'm just talking about the idea of ever dating a woman and just having being like, I'm, I'm never going to, you know, date a woman or they don't like me. Like, what is it that is, that just makes you just completely give up? Because everyone deals with rejection and like, you know, everyone in the world like has tried to get with certain people or, you know, hook up with this person or been dumped or this and that or denied to happen to everyone. So like, what is the difference there that just makes someone go down a road of like being not only violent, but uh, de depressed about it, uh, sometimes suicidal and also just completely given up on the idea? Yeah. So I, I think a lot of it ties back, especially for me, um, back to mental health. You know, a lot of the stuff I was diagnosed with combined with uh, depression and even for some people on this forum, like maybe they had a really traumatic childhood, they had some abuse going on. A lot of it ties back to other mental health issues. And it, for me personally, it was, you know, years and years of just social rejection, not just by women, but by other men. You know, other guys didn't want to be friends with me. And you know, when that happens year after year, you have the same experience over and over again with people. You start to really believe in your head that, hey, this is never going to happen for you and nothing's ever going to change for you. And you're just going to be stuck in this loop. And then, you know, after a few years of that experience, that really shitty life experience, the world starts to become a very definitive place. You basically say to yourself, well, life is unfair and nobody wants me around. And it's been like this year after year, so why would it ever change? And you, you know, you go into high school and you hear about, you know, all these guys uh, that are getting laid at 15, 16, 17 years old, and you're not quite there yet. You think maybe it'll be better in college, so you go off to college and nothing changes still. So it's just, it's a vicious cycle of, oh, uh, you know, I'm never getting out of this and it's never going to happen for me because it hadn't happened in the past 10 years. Why would it happen now? Yeah, and I imagine that part of it is you start obsessing over that fact because, you know, like Joe said, everyone everyone experiences rejection in some form, but admittedly, some people blossom quicker than others, have relationships quicker than others. Some people are just more popular, better looking. I mean, obviously, we understand these things, so it's. I guess it's not to deny that people do have a harder time uh, in social situations or, you know, making friends, which is obviously a very real thing. Um, but it seems like there just becomes this obsession where it becomes the focus of your life. And that just probably makes it so much worse when it's, you know, what you're primarily thinking about all the time. And it probably makes that rejection feel, you know, 10 times more than what it should, or, or maybe it stops you from enjoying the other fruitful things in your life. And you're kind of not seeing any good. It just seems like a very, dark path where you almost have blinders on and it's kind of all you think about um which is obviously w would put you in a very depressive state oh absolutely and i didn't have any hobbies and i didn't play any sports and i was really bad at school at the time so 
I really had nothing else going on. I really didn't have any ambition because, you know, why try to change if you think nothing good is going to come out of it? And that's really what I believed. So at what point did your mentality sort of change? And like, a, also, at what point did, did, you know, when you're identifying as an insult, did you go, okay, this is not for me? Like, what sort of things were happening that started to change your mind? Yeah, so, I mean, interestingly enough, I kind of jumped through a couple other communities before I finally left everything behind. Um, I made a gradual transition to the Red Pill community, which um, honestly isn't that better. Um, there's a lot of overlap between the incel and the MGTOW community um, that we can go over briefly if you want later on, but it's uh, it's basically the same hatred for women, but instead of envying over guys who can get laid and who can do all kinds of stuff and get girlfriends, you basically shift to the attitude of, well, I don't need women anyway, so let's just forget about them. And I shifted to that. And then interestingly enough, after that, I made a transition to the pickup artist community because they offered a solution to my dating problem. And it was only after that that I really took a few steps back and said, well, maybe I shouldn't be a part of any of these groups. Maybe I should just do my own thing and, and work on myself and figure out everything. Okay. Well, we're, we're glad you got there. But to, to kind of jump back to what you said. So I guess at, at the peak of, you know, being in these communities or just kind of seeking these answers or support systems online, I mean, what, looking back at yourself then, like what was your thought process and can you explain a little you mentioned where it just kind of became I guess anti-woman to the sense of who needs them like what what does that mean exactly yeah so they 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 basically advocate the MGTOW stands for men going your own way and it basically um is more of a men's empowerment slash men's rights thing where like you know it offers the solution of oh, well, instead of fawning over these girls and, and being envious of everything, you can just, you know, cut women out of your life completely and just focus all your energy on yourself and on hanging around other guys. And, you know, it'll all just disappear and be okay. And your life is fine without women. And and it sounds good on paper, but you really dive into what these guys advocate for and you dive into some of these YouTubers that create content like this. It's really, like you said, a lot of anti-women, anti-feminism, hatred for women, and, and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of guys who are bent out of shape because their past relationships didn't work out. And it's a lot of resentment also, like you see with the incel community. So there was way too much overlap for me to, to stay in there because it was just, it was just ridiculous. Um, and I just, I couldn't really be a part of a community that excluded half the world's population and made him out to be the bad guy. I just, I thought that was, that was wrong after two or three years of, of visiting these places. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, that's a, that's a strange view. Like, and, and do you feel like you, again, kind of at the, at the peak of this, you really subscribe to that belief and you bought into that and you really try to act that out in your life i guess that belief and mentality of well i'm not even going to try to interact with a woman and and is at at any point like would you say that you hated women absolutely yeah of course um yeah as as horrible as it sounds again i i i really when i think back to my feelings and to where i was at the height of this whole thing i really did have a hatred for for all women, not just the ones who rejected me in school, but all of them, because I, I lumped them into a class of, of people, basically, like they're all basically the same in my head at the time. So what, what, was, so, yeah. what was that? Was there any like day-to-day -day ramifications for that? Like, were, did you like, were you just mean to women? Did you uh, refuse to talk to them? Like, did you try to avoid them? Like day-to-day -day was, how did that kind of affect your life? So, yeah, interestingly, not that much. Um, I put up a face in, at school and in public to where, you know, I could work around other girls my age. I could go to school and share class and have normal conversation if I needed to and, and do all that stuff. Um, and I could, I could put up that surface, that front. But internally, I was just, it was just boiling of just hatred and these feelings of anger and resentment toward them. And again, it, I, it, looking back on it, it wasn't rational at all. Uh, but 
that's kind of the way it was. I would put up a face to get through the day and and not alarm anybody and not alert anybody that yeah, I was really going through a distressing time and um, instead just kind of bottle up the anger and everything else I was feeling. Let me ask you a question. So like during this time where you're going through this, like if some woman, you know, showed interest in you, mm-hmm. what would have happened? Would this have just faded away or would you have been like, fuck that? Yeah, so I, I, I did have a few women who showed interest in me. I, I spent some time on online dating apps in an attempt to kind of fix things and, and meet new people and think, well, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe I'll get a few swipes. And interestingly enough, I did. And I went out a few times. And, um, you know, I it kind of, it didn't really turn into much. And it just, it was kind of, if anything, a reinforcement of my beliefs. Um because the interactions would never really go too well or we'd go on like two or three dates and then the whole thing would just fade away and we'd never talk to each other again and it would it kind of just made the anger and resentment worse and um yeah i i just i don't know it was it just wasn't wasn't good is is the feeling too and and i think i've i've heard this before around you know these communities like there's obviously it's it's a hatred for women you're like you said lumping them into one category and you know they're over there but is it also like that you feel um i guess like you're owed something you know like it's it's like it's a woman's obligation to kind of like show you interest and there's no reason that these dates shouldn't be going well or shouldn't ending like be ending in sex is that accurate yeah, and, and I think part of that, at least for me personally, is is the Asperger syndrome because it, it, it kind of makes me think like a robot and it makes me think very literal about things. So I, I thought of everything as kind of a, as shitty as it sounds, I thought of everything as kind of a transaction. Like, um, well, if I'm just, or like a science equation or a math equation, like, oh, if I do X, Y, and Z, then the woman in question has to show interest in me. Otherwise, the system is messed up, or she's just a bitch, and I went with the latter. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of that line of thinking. Like I'm entitled to this. I'm a real nice guy, and I'm I'm decent. I focus on my school, and I do everything right. And you know, I'm being a decent human being in conversation, and I'm trying to be funny and do all this other stuff that you're quote unquote supposed to do. And I'm not getting anything in return, and it it, mm. it starts to turn into uh, feeling a confusion to a level of uh, entitlement. So now that you have like the contrast, because I'm assuming by the tone of this conversation, you don't feel the same way as you once did. But I am just interested in, you know, your opinion on why you think that line of thinking is foolish and what like reality is and like sort of like what you were going through, what was clouding your judgment at the time. Yeah. And, and the reason why the line of thinking is so foolish is because women are just people, man. Like they're, they're just other people. I mean, you really, it, it, the way I look at it now is this is just another, another person. And I still struggle with that at times, but overall it, I just see them as other people. That's what they are. They're human beings with feelings and emotions and issues of their own. And it's really silly to say the least to just lump all 3.5 billion women into this one category of, Oh, like, you know, you're just a slut who likes to fuck Chad and you don't want to give guys like me a chance. And I just, I think it's just ridiculous. There are other people with, with different problems and you don't know what someone else's life is like. And, um, that's kind of what led to my transition. And, and again, at the height of this, I, I really didn't feel that at all. Um, but you start to get more life experience and you start to really do some introspection and look into yourself and you start to realize that the problem is you, it's not other people. So do you still sort of struggle with any of these thoughts? Like be, because you believe them you know at this time like i imagine the same way that it was sort of a a gradual transition into this community where you began to like really develop these beliefs was it also a gradual transition out yeah yeah it was um it, it took a good probably two three years to fully transition out of this mentality and again even now i still have struggles with depression and social anxiety and stuff like that but i don't subscribe to these same beliefs anymore and that's, again, that's not a change that happens overnight. It's a gradual progression, and it takes 
you know, putting yourself out there and it really takes looking into yourself saying, you know, what do I need to do different, you know, and, and how can I be the best version of myself? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just looking at, at other people as other people, not just, you know, men and then sluts looking at men and women as just other human beings. Yeah. And, um, you know, I guess for you now in your life and, you know, I, I don't know even how long ago this kind of transition out was, um, but has that mentality, um, changed your dating life at all? And I know this is a personal question, but you know, have you had sex with a woman yet or is that something that you're still pursuing? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I did lose my virginity actually, um, a few months ago nice. back when, when quarantine was, was starting back in March, I think was when I did it. But, uh, as far as Martin dating sex, nice. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I, I got that off the checklist. But um, no, as far as my dating life is concerned overall, um, it's honestly still not going too well. Um, online dating right now is kind of the only way, and and that doesn't really do too well for me. And um, I still have social anxiety. I still struggle with that a lot, but much less than I did five years ago. So I have made a lot of progress, but I'm still struggling in terms of dating and finding relationships and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, I'm just trying to like put this in perspective too, of, you know, still this thought process. And this isn't like a weird flex to say that I get laid, but you know, obviously you're a fan, you know, of this show and, you know, you watch us and I assume you like me and Joe as people, like, is there a time where you would have hated us? <laughs> oh no, you're putting me on the spot, huh? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. At, at the height, again, at the height of this mindset and this thought process, um, not only did I hate women, but I hated, I hated other guys who were successful with women and in their social life. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I would have. Nice. <laughs> so we, we would have been Chad's. No, we yeah. Chad's. You would have been two Chad's, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, no, I think, that it's, I think it's really cool that you could talk about it now. And, um, you know, I think that, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not here to, like, give you, like, life advice or anything like that. I think that, you know, we appreciate you coming on and, and, and talking about, you know, your perspective and kind of your journey, so to speak. Um, just in general though, like while I was asking those questions before about the mentality and like how you get so angry and all that, because to me, you know, I, I don't, to my knowledge, deal with any sort of, um, diagnosed mental illness or anything like that, but it just seems like something that is so common, like uh, talking about rejection with women. Um, it's, it's interesting that it's something that like gets certain people like so worked up to the point where they become violent or they become just like this hatred towards the world and it kind of like flips itself on its head because if you are that kind of person and you have the mentality of like well fuck these dudes and and forget every woman then there is no chance of that happening because you're not really trying to attract anybody at that point so it kind of like has a reverse effect of what you're originally mad about in the first place you know so it was just like you know interesting to to hear your perspective and i'm glad that you've you've kind of seen the light in a way um now and uh yeah i just you know appreciate it i thought it was like super interesting to hear all that yeah yeah no of course i I enjoyed uh voicing my experiences again it's it's kind of therapeutic for me to go back and to talk about this and um to share this with other people so i I really do appreciate it yeah totally and you know i think what's really interesting about this conversation is you know we've we've had a similar conversation in the past uh, actually very different now that i think about it but uh one of our older episodes uh titled i'm a 40 year old virgin and we spoke to a man who wasn't really using the term incel but clearly uh had all of these beliefs was very angry was very anti-women on the show um the whole episode there's a lot of uh yes it's old audio only you could get it on we, a, we had to podcast platform. we had to at some points be like we don't really agree with that <laughs> like we had yeah to like say it. which we typically don't 
do, you know, on the show, obviously it's a very open platform for the guests, but we were shocked with what we were hearing. And uh, it was kind of our first time we were introduced to this mindset and, and someone who kind of identified as this. And uh, again, just yeah, very angry, blaming women, saying it was their fault that he couldn't get laid. Um, and, you know, that's someone who's in the kind of extreme and um, it's scary to think where, you know, he could even be now if, if he hasn't changed. And like you said, just kind of take, has taken the time to work on himself. But I think speaking to you is, is really important because you are probably the majority of cases out there. You know, you're not necessarily a more fringe case of someone who wants violence. Um, you're not someone who's going around being mean to women. Like you said, you kind of put on a face and these were internal thoughts that you had. Um, but I think, you know, what's scary is that's probably the average person who is starting to deal with rejection, who, you know, is, is having a hard time fitting in socially. And what they might do is find a community the same way that you did and just really start to think like, oh, well, there's others like me. Oh, look how many people are supporting, you know, these beliefs and these feelings. And then it just snowballs. And, um, you know, you just start to like really internalize those things and you just never know uh, who the people are, are going to be that maybe it's a passing phase like you luckily or who really get sucked into this world of just hatred and, and violence and you never know uh, what they're capable of doing and it's just so dangerous and so scary and terrible that there's a community like that and that there's people that are supporting these thoughts and saying it's okay and uh, probably you know telling people to act out the things that they're saying in these forums um, it's disgusting and terrible to think about but I think you know, your case being someone who was able to stay somewhat level-headed, it seemed, as you kind of explored this, um, I think is, you know, good to hear. And just before we finish this off, like, is there anything that you would say to someone who might have these feelings kind of bubbling up that might stumble across, you know, a forum or discussion board or something where these sort of um, incel, anti-women, whatever you want to call it, messages are being spread and, you know, any, any message to them and, and how they can avoid it and not get sucked into that yeah yeah i have a couple warnings before we get off here so i guess the first thing is obviously if you're feeling suicidal uh, you need to get help for that i mean you, you need to reach out to somebody for that if you're really considering killing yourself or hurting somebody else you, you need to get help professional help not internet forums not you know just talking to a friend and then leaving at that you need to go get professional help for that I don't know how you would do that or what everybody's individual situation is, but you need to find a way to get professional help and not make excuses for it because that's really serious. And I guess the other thing is, um, you, you know, it happens at everybody's at a different pace. Like you said earlier, we're not, it's not a race. Um, getting a girlfriend, getting laid at a certain time. It's, it's not this marathon that you can, you can't just rush the process for yourself. You kind of just have to, you know, to a certain degree, let life happen. You know, you kind of have to just have, be open to certain experiences and meeting other people and, and building a personality for yourself and becoming the best version of yourself you can be. And, you know, taking on a few hobbies and focusing on your school and focusing on developing yourself before you start obsessing over women. It's just, it's honestly a waste of time. And, and really, these communities, the, the MGTOW and the incel community, they're built on a foundation of resentment and hatred toward the opposite sex. And it's not healthy. It may seem like it on paper. It may seem like a support group and they market it that way, but it really isn't. I mean, it's really just an unhealthy ideology to have in general. And you're really better off just working on yourself and getting professional help. And I guess the last thing I'll say is, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, they see the, the pickup artist community as a way out for whatever reason, um, as did I. Like, you know, you do X, Y, and Z steps and you'll get the, the girl to like you. It doesn't work like that. Uh, it's not something that can be taught. and It's not really something that you can learn off of some courses or a YouTube video. You, again, you have to see women as other people because that's what they are. They're other human beings with their own problems. And you just have to look at the world like that instead of seeing it as this definitive place. And I guess that would be my last uh, thing to say is just, you know, you know, quit, quit seeing the world as such a definitive shitty place to live in and just, you know, start developing yourself and making it a better place for you. Well said. Thank you, man. I appreciate you uh, coming on and, and talking to us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, again, I appreciate you having me on here. This was amazing. Thank you. <laughs>
of course yeah no thank you so much appreciate it and good luck with everything thank you man i appreciate that all right well another uh episode in the books one thing i want to say before we start our final thoughts is that uh just to piggyback of off of what he was just saying and what you know your kind of question like what would you say to someone who has these thoughts bubbling up and one thing that kind of dawned on me while we were just recording this episode is that if you have a problem with talking to women and you're upset that uh you haven't had any girlfriends or you haven't hooked up with any girls or uh haven't had sex with anyone uh obviously being an incel doesn't help that because incels don't have sex with people <laughs> you just like everything it seems that, very like, obvious right it seems very obvious it's like oh i i haven't up until this point so i'm going to join this group where it's definitely not going to happen now like why yeah that's not an answer to your problem yeah you know i think there's just a lot of hypocrisy around it too because i think it's it's almost just like a, a cop-out in a way too you know like let me identify as this so much and preach this that you know that's your excuse that you're not getting later you can't meet a women but even 100%. like he said he believed these things and was still like trying you know if the girl of his dream still walked in and was like let's go at it like he's not gonna say no i, right. I mean i don't know if many incels would um but yeah it's i think it's just a dangerous mentality because it's yeah it is full of hypocrisy and it's just like you're just leaning on on hatred as an excuse it's just like being a martyr and just being like oh it, it'll never happen and just like oh god like i am so just like against that in general just that mentality that like like I hate when people who have great lives and like whatever are, are like some, something goes wrong and they go, oh, just my luck. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like those are people just, just not grateful for what's going on. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying that like in the general sense of people just playing victim um, when they have like a lot of things going for them. I can understand as a young kid because when we were all younger, uh, especially as men, it was a big deal to lose your virginity. And like, if you were one of the last kids in your friend group to lose your virginity, everyone was like, come on, like they would make jokes and shit. You know what I mean? Which is, which is like, whatever. So I get the, like the pressure that you must feel from that. But I, it's, it's not like a defining thing. And I feel like, you know, especially at a young age, people put it on such a pedestal, which it, it's a part of life and it's what people do and like you know whatever people have sex all the time um but it's not like water or oxygen or something you know what i mean i feel like it's put on this fucking pedestal like i have to do this in order to be a full human being or whatever you know and if you put it on such a pedestal then you act weird and if you definitely put it on a pedestal to the point where it's like well then it's not my fault it's women's fault and whatever and like obviously the no women's gonna sleep with you then like if you hate them and you hate everyone else in the world, then you just have this negative energy and no one's going to be attracted to you. So the idea of what I was saying before originally, becoming an incel or adopting this mentality is counterproductive to a solution that you would like, which is yeah. to have sex with a woman. <laughs> yeah. Like if anything, you should be more like the opposite, you know, more yeah. understanding or like trying to be more understanding of like women and what attracts them and, you know, whatever. Or just being a friendlier person. Imagine hating all the like dudes in the world, you know, yeah. who are having sex. I mean, at with that women. point, it's you're like, hating literally everyone. You're, you're hating. Uh, you walk outside and you just hate everyone around you. At that yeah. point, um, because but, of because of something that no one else is thinking about. You know what I mean? Right. Like no one's walking around like, did that guy have sex? Did that girl have sex? Or like whatever. Blah blah blah. Like no one's really thinking about it. No one cares. You know what mm. I mean? Like it's hard. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, that makes yeah. sense. No, but of course. Because they're walking outside and constantly thinking about it. Like, oh, that guy probably thinks he's better than me because he ha he's having sex. And it's like, he doesn't. You know, like he doesn't care. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, no I, I like that he admitted. Uh, that's why I asked that. Like that we, we that would have fallen us. into the category. <laughs> he, he would have hated us or he wouldn't have given the show any time of day. It's like, look at, yeah, look at these chats. Look at these guys. They think they're better than me. Like, meanwhile, what care do we have about if anyone else is having sex or what they're doing. Yeah, um, don't care. But yeah, I think, um, you know, I think w what was really important from his overall message is just, you know, I think where this gets super, super dangerous. I, I mean, the whole thing is dangerous. I mean, this is, 
it, it is a hate group. It's founded on hate. Um, you know, these shouldn't exist. Like this, I think these things should be censored in the sense of, you know, like an incel Reddit, like it, these things shouldn't be easily accessible um, to people because it's, it's dangerous people promoting dangerous ideas. But I think the intersection of, you know, community like that and mental health is just, you know, so important because that's where I think it can get very dangerous. And, and there's people who are, you know, not stable or, or need help in so many other ways that get sucked into this. And like these thoughts fester and like they really can manifest into, you know, what we've seen shootings, violence. Um, I know it's people have like ran people over with their cars in the name of being an incel. I mean, it's, it's scary. The, I think real world consequences that, you know, planting these thoughts and supporting these thoughts could have. So, uh, obviously, you know, this is and it, it terrible honestly is community. also just like, it's a, it's a shame too, because it's not that I'm, I'm not sympathetic to like incels. Like in a way I am, I am sympathetic to these, to these men who feel like the only answer is to be angry and to blame women, uh, for this, but it's just not the case, man. That's really just not that. And it's very easy to know that. And I know that when things like when bad things happen to people, they, feel like they're being singled out and that, you know, it's only happening to them. But like, this is happening to everyone, even the people who are having sex, like, you know, they, they, I mean, <laughs> at least for me, and like, I don't have a problem admitting this, but like when I lost my virginity, I didn't have sex for another like two years until like I had sex with one girl like twice and then didn't have sex for two years after that. And obviously throughout my life, there's been rejection. There's been like embarrassing situations. There's been like, you know, just like very vulnerable feelings. Yeah. But you, you also, it's funny because my friends have this saying, and I don't know if it's like my friends have this saying, but it's like a, a an expression out there that if you bat 300, you're in the Hall of Fame in, in the MLB, which is three out of 10. So if you... Get if you successfully hook up with three out of ten women that you talk to in your life, you're going down as like Hugh Hefner and shit. You know what I mean? Which should tell you that obviously rejection is most of the game. Yeah. You know? No, exactly. The, the, it's like the MLB. These dudes are striking That's a good out analogy. all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you know, know you gotta strike out, out a few times before you hit a home run. You're a good hitter if you hit the ball like two point six seven times out of ten. Right. Think about that. You yeah. know, like that's not a lot. So it's the same, it's the same deal. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, th I think that's a good point. Cause it's like, especially these people who haven't had sex and are so angered by it. Like they're looking at like sex isn't black and white. It's not like your life just changes when you have sex. Like, like you said, the, there's still rejection after you have sex the first time insecurities around sex don't go away if anything they could increase like it's just obviously so much more nuanced than just sex or no sex um but yeah i mean look overall i think um you you're know, just, i think people are just overthinking it you know it's kind of like when you were younger and you're like at least for me i was like worried about i was definitely afraid of like making out because i'm like oh my god like even if i yeah. have the opportunity like i'm not going to do it because i'm afraid i'm going to be bad at it and you're yeah. just overthinking it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, you just, just fucking let it go. Let it ride. Have some sex. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> we need the, we need the generations coming up to not put it on such a pedestal. Like you said, you know, just like, eh, whatever. When it happens, it happens. That would be ideal. Cause you're right. At It'd least like safe. for me growing up too. Right. It was like, there is a moment where you obsess over it and it is all your friends talk about. Cause it is, uh, it is, a coming of age act obviously but yes the importance that we place on it and you know bullying around it is obviously an issue too um but yeah 100 we just gotta and I will not, say this. not care about it so much right and I, and I will say this and i'm not just saying this and like i'll listen i had a, a nice experience when i lost my virginity it wasn't like terrible like whatever but i do remember thinking after it was over like that that was it that's it yeah <laughs> but like and not and not because it wasn't good or not because it wasn't like whatever it's just that you have built this thing up for years about what it should be what it's going to mean it's going to be the greatest thing ever and it's a very like it's just a part of life you mm -hmm. know and it's just like a regular sort of thing you know it's fucking it's fun it's great it's nice it's amazing it it's is amazing. good 
But, but lots when of you build amazing. it up to the point where it's like, oh, it's gonna, it's kind of like when people meet like someone who they've been obsessing over, like they're a fan of some actor or some musician or whatever. And then when they meet them, they catch them on a bad day and it's like, oh, like it, you know how they say like, never meet your heroes. It's kind of like sex is your hero and you, you should never, uh, you should never meet them if you have an expe- expectation that high. Cause right. it's going to be like, oh, like it wasn't what I thought it was going to be or some shit, but yeah overthinking it and and just you know just putting all that energy into it i don't think it's one of those things and and if and if anything it ruins it honestly mm-hmm. and uh yeah i mean we appreciate this guy coming on and being honest with us and, and and telling us about his like mentality i thought it was like super interesting yeah that takes a lot to to honestly to admit like i know he's anonymous obviously but to just voice that yeah i i believe this at one point i hated all women at one point like it takes a lot to come on and talk about that. Um, but I'm glad he was able to like transition away from that. Um, glad he had COVID sex. That's pretty cool. Lost his virginity during a pandemic. See, you never know what's going to happen. You just got to stick with it. That's a historic sex right there. Yeah. Lost my virginity during the pandemic. You're going to tell people that one day. So no, it's good. Good for him. Good for him. Um, but yeah, Uh, don't be an intel. Incels suck. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, for anyone out there who uh, would like to be a part of the show, uh, if you think you have a story or something to uh, you know, contribute here, definitely don't hesitate to re- reach out to us. Go to OPLshow.com and fill out a form. Send us an email. We go through all of them, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll schedule something if we think it fits. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at OPL Podcast. Uh, become a patron at patreon.com slash OPL show. You get a ton of bonus episodes that won't air on this main channel. So more OPL for you and it helps support the show. And uh, I think a lot of people, if you're watching this on YouTube, you might not know just like it seemed like our guest didn't know, we have a ton of audio episodes that are just available on podcast platforms. So Apple, uh, Google, or Spotify. There's like over 70 episodes that we did before we ever started recording these videos. So just search uh, other people's lives on your podcast platform and there's a ton of episodes there. Yep. And uh, that is all. See you guys next time.